0: Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your girl, Mitzi, and this is Mitzi. Let's think about it. Today, we are thinking about relationship coach. Do you need one? Do you not need one? What's the point of them? Why are they even there? Luckily for me, I have Alexandria, who is a relationship coach and so many other hats that she wears, believe me. And you will be able to pick her mind and really think about what is this all about? So thank you so much, Alexandra, for coming on my show. How are you doing today?
1: Mm, thank you, Mitzi. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, I'm doing so good. I'm great. I'm great. I just had a very energizing conversation like right before this. And I'm so ready to go. I'm ready to to dive into this topic with you of awesome. relationships.
0: I know because, you know, let's be honest, we go through, we have a lot of relationships in our lives, you know, from Mm. the very beginning to as a grown adult, we go through different types of relationships, but usually when people think of relationship coaches, they think it's just partner one-on-one, A and B. Is that true? Can a relationship coach just be for an actual relationship, like romantic? Or can it be for the whole family? Or can it be for your friends? Where do we need this? Oh, I love this
1: question. Thank you for asking. Um, It's so interesting, right? As human beings, right from the get-go, when we think of relationships, we always think of relationships with other beings right? Our relationship with our mom, our relationship with our partner, our relationship with, you know, our brother, our sister, our friends, but we are literally right. Our whole environment around us is relationships. We have a relationship with ourselves. We have a relationship with money, right? We have a relationship with food. We have a relationship with our job, right? We have a relationship with the earth, with water, with what everything, right? that is our interactions. So my job really is to help you create a symbiotic relationship, a balanced relationship with these different things in your life, whether it be people, whether it be objects, whether it be energies, right? That is my job. Because what happens is when we are younger, our foundational relationships are what creates the beliefs that we have. And these beliefs get reflected to us as adults, right? So if I, you know, have a relationship, let's say with something like money, right? I love to talk about relationships with intimate partners and stuff like that. But since you're, since you're bringing this up, I'm like, all right, let's fucking do this. Okay. So say a relationship with money, right? As a kid, one of the foundational beliefs that was created for me is that when it comes to money, I get rejected by money, right? That's what Mm -hmm. came up for me. Because when I was younger and I would ask for money, it was you're entitled or you're a bitch or you're this, right? Mm -hmm. So that was a belief that I had to clear in order to make space for a new belief to come through. Because what was being reflected in my reality was this belief that money was going to reject me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Same thing can happen. Do you trust money? Right. Do you trust money? Does money trust you? Do you allow money to see you? Because money wants Mm -hmm. to see all of you. Right. And this is, this is in all of our relationships, right? When you think about it in, in a, in a relationship with a friend, in a relationship with a partner, you want to be valued, right? You want to be valued and you want to value that person. Same thing with money. Same thing with the earth, same thing with all of these different relationships, right? But what we have to do is we have to Mm. shift these dynamics and shift these beliefs so that we can create that symbiosis where everybody is moving with ease, Yes. right? Everybody, Mm -hmm. everyone, everything is moving with ease. Yes, there's things that come up, right? There's things that come up but guess what we get to choose to move through it with ease because we have shifted these beliefs
0: yes and it doesn't have about... to be struggle mhm exactly but and i see in what terms... you're saying that yeah. makes that makes a lot of sense
1: yeah and in terms of like like our you know the relationship coaching industry i love that you that you pointed this out because i resisted let me fucking tell you i resisted this this relationship coaching label for so long i was like i don't want people to think i'm a, a dating coach i don't want people to think i'm like a fucking matthew hussy right like i'm not matthew hussy like shout out good for you matthew hussy but i ain't you boo right so <laughs> right and this is this is what came up for me i was like mm-hmm. there are so many other relationships outside of the intimate ones that we have i mean yes. really all of our relationships are intimate right But the ones that, you know, are those partnerships, there's so many outside of that. And I mean, the most important relationship, and I'm sure you've heard this before, you've had tons of people on your show, is the one with yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, (laughs) you're getting such a loaded answer right now. (laughs) At the end of the day, right? Um. I don't know if you believe in mirroring, but whatever's happening internally is being reflected to you externally, right? It's being reflected back to you. And Mm -hmm. I'm a big believer that, you know, when we are young, we are whole. And then we move through these traumatic experiences. And what ends up happening is these parts of us break off, right? These parts of us break off, and these are what create these beliefs. So this part could be, okay, I need to self-abandon myself in order to be loved. That's the only way I can be loved. Another part could be, I'm not worthy of love, right? Or I'm unworthy, or I'm not enough. Another Mm -hmm. part could be, I need to prove myself in order to be loved, or I need to have myself all together in order to be loved, or mm-hmm. I'm afraid of being seen. Whatever these parts are, they manifest as these different beliefs about ourselves and the relationships that we have in our lives.
0: Yes, right? that's very true.
1: So we're all out here operating in these wounds. And my wound's hanging out with your wound, mm-hmm. right? And, and what ends up happening is we're hanging out in these wounds. And this is where we're operating from. Holy shit, when are we operating from center, from heart, from truth, from who we actually truly are?
0: Yeah. That's true. I mean, that's very true. That's, I think that's the problem is when we don't acknowledge the fact that we have a relationship with literally everything, Everything. you know, and people, people like to categorize and just put these big bubbles and not realize like, no, life is full of tiny little bubbles, tiny little umbrellas with all all of these little attachments Mm. that comes with it. And once we see that versus a whole, then life becomes realistic. You know what I mean? Because people get become paralyzed and freeze out of just the mere thought of doing something because, oh, I have to put myself in that situation, you know? But in reality, no, you do that every day. You you do hard things every single day, but you don't give yourself the credit to do that. And it's like, you're saying it all comes down to your relationship with yourself. And that, that's the real question. Do you even have a relationship with yourself? Can you be by yourself as an individual with your own time? And a lot of the times people will say, No, I don't like to know what's going on with me because when I find out, all of these emotions come rushing. This is scary. And this it's scary. scary. <laughs> people, people don't know what to do. they like they go back to freezing and then they go back yes. to retreating and they go back to The ways that they feel familiar and comfortable, and it goes back to a toxic relationship within yourself. You know, you are the problem because you are the main denominator.
1: (laughs) Bing, bang, boom, right? Exactly. You have the power, not even just you're the problem. Guess what, baby? You have the power. And I spoke on this recently. I was like, it's never going to be the right fucking time. Right, yeah. it's never going to be the right time to to do the healing. I, you know, you, I'm sure you do this work too. And people are like, oh, well, I'll, I'll do this when I'm less busy, or when life is less crazy, or when the kids grow up, or blah 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 blah. Bullshit, right? Bullshit. Yeah. It's not about what's happening around you right now. It's that you are afraid to take accountability and responsibility for your life, for your truth, for your emotions, for those fears. That are holding you back Mm
0: -hmm. and that takes
1: a lot of bravery and
0: courage it does so then i guess goes back to my main question so what do you do then you know you just ask people these questions like a therapist like you're like under a therapist like you know go see a relationship coach and then she'll help you figure yourself out because obviously we're all crazy but we all have the same answers in our hand but yet we fail to see them we're like walking around blind like no, so what do you do? Tell me
1: what do I do? I mean, I kind of spoke on it already. I,
0: helped I know you did. Beliefs, it did. You right? did kind of spoke on it, but I kind of got lost in everything uh, in, that in was sauce. being said. Because no, because it was so, it was so much good information. But yeah I guess to narrow it down for the people that in the back that are still trying to catch up. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. what, absolutely. what is Absolutely. Um, what I
1: do is I helped you. I help you shift your beliefs within your relationships so that you can release these toxic patterns that you're seeing in your relationships and that are keeping you in unhealthy dynamics within your relationships. Okay. So, and, and that, that happens with your relationship with yourself, with others and with money. And I say money because money is a big thing in our life. Right. Um, But that is essentially what I do. And I do that through breath work. I'm a breath work facilitator. I'm also a human design teacher. Um, I don't know if <laughs> maybe you'll have me what back is, on for no, let's what, talk about human design. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know, I know about else. breath work. I tried that a few times and it has given me peace when my most anxiety was overcoming me. Um, that was a great outlet for me. So yeah, I believe in breath work and how it does help calm you. Um and center you but what is that human dividing dividends well human design
1: oh human design goodness gracious that was so off no you're you're so who even cares right like (laughs) um human design is essentially like your energetic blueprint right so the thing that I can compare it to like most would be like astrology but it's like Far more complex, I would say. Okay. Um, because it has, it's like a, a conglomeration, or is that the word? Is that a word? A, a sure, we're going to label <laughs> we, We'll add it, put a stamp on it. It works for us. It's all <laughs> these things, right? Put together, right? So these different modalities. So it has um Vedic and Western astrology. It has, it incorporates the I Ching. I don't know if anyone here knows of the I Ching, but it's an ancient Chinese divination text. And it was, um, it was created by these monks and it had 64 different uh, archetypes that they saw within humanity at that time, okay? And those had light aspects and those had shadow aspects and they're represented by hexagrams that have yin and yang lines, okay? And in human design, you know, that's, that's uh, incorporated as gates so again, these are like the the energies that you have. Um, and then there's a few other things. I won't get into it right now because for the for the sake of time, baby, right? <laughs> um, there's a few other things that are incorporated in that. But essentially, you know, at its core, what it is is it's your energetic blueprint and it shows you what your energetic gifts are as well as where you're more susceptible to conditioning from society, conditioning from others and where you can create energetic boundaries right more effective energetic boundaries because it tells you like you know when you like you know go to a coffee shop or something and somebody does something like Mm -hmm. really like irritating to you and you're like why is this so fucking irritating to me and nobody else cares right and that's in your design right there's certain things that bother you and you're like i don't understand why this bothers me so much right yes um and that's why it's really really helpful right really mm-hmm. helpful in terms of your relationships because it also helps you see kind of how your energy is mm-hmm. interacting within your yeah. relationships with people okay um and then i also do unconscious mind reprogramming so, so like hypnosis so- It's, it's similar to hypnosis, but like, like how I said before, we have these parts, right? And these parts, essentially why they're there is they're there to protect you. They think that they're protecting you. Right. So this part that abandons itself to be loved, it's like, well, I'm protecting you because this is what we needed to do in order to, to get love, or we need to prove ourselves to be loved, whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, all of us have these and, uh, my job is to help you get this part back here, right back to center, back to source, because right now we're fragmented. We're bringing each part back one by one. And these are the beliefs. Okay. So with unconscious mind reprogramming, we're showing your mind that this part, although it was created to protect you, it's actually harming you now. Okay. It's Mm. actually harming you and it's being reflected in your relationships. So once we show that, What we end up doing is we also end up looking at the opposite of this part. So perhaps one of your parts is unworthiness and the opposite could be unconditional love. So what we're doing is we're bringing awareness to both of these parts and then we're doing what we need to do to let go and then reclaim both of them and bring them back to center source light. And then over time, what ends up happening, this is the unconscious mind reprogramming, right? Over time, what ends up happening is we begin to start Operating more from this space, right? More from this space of heart, of love, of center, of truth, of power, right? Um, and I, I, I. You know, I mean, you didn't ask me this, but I do want to say too. When you meet narcissists, those are people that are very, very, very fragmented. That they like all of us connect to our to our center and our heart and our truth and our power and our light, but narcissists really struggle with that because they're they have all of these parts. And they're so fucking fragmented, super fragmented. And you'll never meet a narcissist that didn't endure something very, very, very challenging, right? That Mm -hmm. created this fragmentation. All they do is they're operating out here all of the time and they have no idea how to operate and how to be in this place of heart space.
0: Yeah. Yep. I absolutely agree. I think that's nice. And I love that you just bring it up because I feel like when it's so natural in the moment, you have to just share it because it's needed. You know what I mean? Someone needs to hear it. And I feel like there's no way for you to say anything wrong on my show. And that's why I said it in the beginning before we started recording, because you don't know who's listening. That's like, you know what, this is exactly what I need to hear. This is the reason why that I'm feeling so all over the place and i feel like Mm -hmm. a a fog you know because sometimes people feel this way but it's like maybe it's because there's a part of you that is drifting that you don't know is really drifting you know and you, you don't feel as whole as you should because you know there's there's something going on within you you know and usually people don't put that together you know they don't they don't tie those two points together because our society doesn't talk about our spirit. Our society doesn't talk about our mind in that way. All they tell us when they go to when you go to school is, "eh, we only know about ten percent of the brain, and that's as good as it gets." If you really want to know more, go go to medical school. You know what I mean? Like that's basically yeah. as much as they tell you. They don't tell you how we are so much more than what school can teach us. You know, we are so much more than what our families can teach us because sometimes families, we come from families that are broken and traumatized themselves and the trauma just continues because it's a pattern and it's a habit and it's acceptable and it is what it is at this point. But once you are finally in that point of that self-healing, and I'm pretty sure that if you're listening, you are in that point Mm. or if you listen to any of my other episodes, you are in that point because let's be honest if you're not in that self-healing journey then you are going to feel res- like you're fighting a battle within yourself and i think any person who's now in the self-healing journey you have felt that and you feel this battle between your spirit between your flesh between just overall who you are because you are losing yourself you know what i mean we are truly losing who we are and we are yeah. projecting that on other people and that's how it's projected on your relationship with money your relationship with your friends relationship with your spouse or your significant other your children the way you treat computers the way you can treat your phone i mean the way you treat anything is like how you said in the beginning is your is is already your relationship with that with that thing that those objects and those beings and those animals so it's like you have to really take a second and realize like why are you doing this and if you feel pleasure by hurting something or causing pain then you know that's a red flag I'm just throwing it out there it has to be a red Red flag flag. for you know what I mean you have to you have to realize why is this enjoyable when it shouldn't be you know what I mean like those are the biggest things and I feel came across those type of individuals that they have gone they felt more joy over evil doings and just yeah I mean crazy things like
1: (laughs) a month ago I actually went through a smear campaign so it's so interesting that you brought this up I went through this smear campaign and I had all of these people that had never met me before calling me racist calling me white supremacist calling me a cunt calling me um, a piece of shit disgusting everything in the book in the book, okay? Uh-huh. and uh, and it it was created by, you know, two two old friends that I let go of because when you're on this journey, you begin to see that a lot of people are in this victim consciousness,
0: yes, oh my God, say it again for the people in the back because oh <laughs> my goodness consciousness, It's you,
1: it is, and huge. we're ridding it right now we're we're getting rid of this victim consciousness right now yes, right and i and i want to you know since we're on that like i would love to speak on that right i'm not saying that that in the moment when you've endured these things whether it was you know abuse sexual assaults the smear campaign whatever it was okay you were a victim in that moment and also we are able to have these multiple truths at once, right? So you're a victim in that moment. And also you're not a victim anymore. You're choosing to be a victim, right? And this victim Mm -hmm. archetype, it's so easy to be in. And so many of us are in, right? It's this archetype of, okay, well, I don't have to take responsibility for for anything that I do. Okay, like I can just blame everybody else. Okay, I don't have to do the work. Okay, Mm -hmm. I get to have all the attention. I get to be a martyr. I get to be seen as somebody, right? Mm -hmm. So people love to be there as well as people. We are, you know, we're, we want to belong. We're community oriented. So right now, so many people are like holding onto this victim consciousness for dear fucking life because they're like, but, but this is where I belong. This is where I belong. This is my community, but this is where I belong. And outside of this, what am I outside of my trauma? What am I? There's so much there. There's so much more for you.
0: I there. think I think it also comes down to the unfamiliar is brings a lot of fear. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the unknown. Like what if? Those what ifs goes into a negative downfall and it's like it's crazy because you literally have to feed your anger you have to feed your sadness you have to feed all of these emotions for that to continue and linger and linger and linger but people don't realize it until they finally get out of the fog so I love the fact that you brought up the victim mindset because man people throw pity parties all the time pity party for one woo, woo like no shut it down shut it all the way down yeah 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 Goodness. and it's okay it's okay,
1: right? This is part of the human experience. You're allowed to be sad. You're allowed to yes. be angry. These yes. are all like I think one of the things that makes the human experience so fucking magical is the fact that we have access to this whole spectrum of emotions. Yes. Right? That's yeah. so cool when you think about I, it. Oh it my is. God, that's so cool. I get to of these things, right? So yes, mm-hmm. honor this when it comes up. Honor the grief, honor the sadness, honor the anger, honor the whatever there is. And also know that there's
0: more. Right? Yes, I, I love also, it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love
0: this conversation. This is such a great conversation. Yay! <laughs> so I know it's gonna start wrapping up the show. Yeah. So I gotta quick ask you, what is some lasting advice that you can leave us off with? Even though you already been throwing us those- bunch of great knowledge is yes. might drop because it has been really a great conversation and I love speaking with um, individuals like yourself who can who've already passed that plane of I'm stuck to anything is endless you know but anyways what mm-hmm. can be some lasting advice that you can leave us off with
1: oh the power is you are the power right you are the power. You are a co-creator of your reality. Um, anything that you are not changing, you are choosing.
0: Ooh, can you say that again for the people in the back? That's a beautiful <laughs> statement. Say that again, girl.
1: Anything you are not changing, you are choosing. Okay. This power is all within you, it's in your hands. You get to choose. You get to choose. Mm -hmm. And I know it's easier to blame other people, to blame your circumstances, to blame your family, to blame whatever. But at the end of the day, you have the power of choice and choice is what creates your environment. Choice is what creates the dream life that you desire. And you are the only person that is in your way
0: awesome that's my mic drop boom <laughs> mic drop there you go ladies and gentlemen you guys heard it first from alexandria i appreciate your time and coming on my show i really did. this has been such a great time oh my goodness i'm gonna have to figure out a way to bring you back for another round right That'd be Wonderful. <laughs> i
1: would love to we can do we can do mitzi yeah
0: human design <laughs> right i know we'll go deeper into that sounds great all right y'all that's it that's the show always 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 keep thinking y'all be safe bye